Here's our pop culture expert, Vicki Sparks, joins us now in studio. Uh, Vicki, first and foremost, we need to know uh, the Forbidden Dance. Was that the Lombada or was it the Macarena? I believe that that was the Lombada. Okay. I mean, the Macarena is just like a hand dance. I don't know what would be forbidden about it. Yeah, that's the fun dance that uh, yeah. the ants do at weddings. Exactly. The if Lombada, your old aunt so can do it at a wedding, it yeah. is not a forbidden dance. <laughs> and what do you make, we were just talking about this Katy Perry uh, deal, and that uh, she's now uh, going to have to pay off this Christian rapper a flame for her big hit to Dark Horse from 2013. Do you think those songs were too similar? I mean, if you've heard them to a lay person, they sound very, very similar. So I would think if it sounds that way to us, if you look at the music and you understand the actual music, it's got to be pretty close. I just don't understand. I was just saying a second ago how a jury decides this because yeah. it's like uh, all of us just sitting in here playing the songs back to back going, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Sounds, sounds, sounds pretty yeah. similar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's an interesting case, though, because I think, you know, we were talking what's the divide between her and her producer? Who's responsible for kind of the melodic part of that song that sounds the same. How do they prove which one of them brought it to the table? Yeah, do the they actual split the damages? sound of the song, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they make those calls, so it'll be interesting to see where everything shakes out. All right, meantime, uh, we dragged you in here to talk <laughs> about uh, the so-called death of the rom-com because uh, there's an article that's uh, been uh, trending for the last little while by a critic by the name of Wesley A. Morris who wrote an essay just kind of lamenting the death of the romantic comedy, saying, quote, the rom-com is gone, and uh, we're going to have to do with substitutions, decoys, and mirages. Well, you did not have to drag me in here because I came willingly to defend the rom-com okay. and say that it is not only alive and well, it is having a resurgence. Really? I okay. think so. Yeah, because, you know, it has really been absent from the theater. I mean, pretty yes. much Every in every genre of movie except superhero has been <laughs> absent from the theater over the last uh, few summers. But uh, yeah, what happened to the rom com? Why did it sort of fall out of favor? It's been years and years since we've seen you know the the number of rom coms that we used to see in theaters. It's been you know easily five or ten years since we used to have multiple of them per season. But what really happened to the rom com is that they fall into that kind of mid level drama budget category that we don't really see in theaters anymore. A good rom com with some big names attached is probably going to run somewhere between 25 to 35 million dollars to make and they don't really do a lot of those movies for theatrical release anymore those movies are going to streaming services um, but we're not the theater has somehow morphed into a place where only 100 million dollar movies go that's interesting because i thought it would be all about roi return on investment and if you spend 25 35 million in a yeah. movie and it makes you 120 million i mean isn't that the same as spending 100 million on something and making i don't know like whatever 175 i mean with my business degree from nowhere yeah. <laughs> i would tend to agree with you but i think the risk is greater with a rom-com than it is with a superhero movie with a superhero movie you can make a, you can spend 100 million dollars and be basically guaranteed that you will at least make it back. Even the terrible superhero movies that we've seen come out of DC in the last few years that critics and fans alike have panned have more than doubled or tripled their budget back at the at the theater. With a rom-com, it may have only cost 25 or 35 million, but if you get in there and it's a total flop and it makes like a couple of million, you're still losing 25, 30 million bucks on the picture and it's more there's a bigger chance that that could happen with a rom-com than there is even with a terrible superhero movie. All right. Uh, Wesley Morris, the aforementioned critic, also wrote this about the rom-com, uh, saying that it really got kind of uh, tired because uh, just to distill it down, he says, quote, it's uh, two people and an obstacle. 
Man, woman, both think they're just friends. Man, woman, one of them thinks that they're just friends. Woman, woman, and one is engaged to a man. Man, woman, coma. Man, woman, bet. Man, woman, their divorce, et cetera, et cetera. He says mm-hmm. it was basically those four or five plots just over and over again. Well, I hate to break it to Wesley, but that is people and an obstacle is the plot of literally every movie. That is <laughs> that is the conflict of stories that we tell about Alive people. That's you. Yes, you can break it down into a very simple way to be rom com specific. But even look at a superhero movie. That's people and an obstacle. The obstacle is an evil villain from space and an asteroid. But like, it's the same thing if you break it down into that basic of terms. Now, with the rom com, I think that what we got tired of in kind of the early to mid two thousands was really lazy rom-coms. So yes, it was a man and a woman and someone was engaged to someone else's best friend, but they met and they were in love and you had to figure it all out. But it didn't ever evolve past that. No one was writing complex rom-coms. Listen, some of the movies we most love, if you ask people, are rom-coms. When Harry Met Sally, mm-hmm. Annie Hall. Um, sure. What's your favorite rom-com? Do you have one that comes to mind immediately? I mean, I love a lot of them. And I love, I have a love for a lot of them that would be considered very kind of middle brow as far as they go. Because I think that's something that's very specific to rom-coms is it doesn't have to be as good as When Harry Met Sally to make you happy and to have enjoyed it. People just like seeing people fall in love. They like seeing people get a happy ending. And especially, I think, in times when real life is tough, as it is right now in the world, there's a lot of dark stuff going on. People look for those comfort movies where they can watch a simple story about a man and a woman who want to fall in love over whatever obstacle is in their way. And 90 minutes later, they will have solved the obstacle and be happy. My best friend's wedding. Is oh, that your best? That's a great uh, one. Uh, yeah. Uh, the pretty, wedding pretty date. Pretty woman. I love pretty, pretty woman. Pretty woman's fantastic. Yeah. The wedding date with Deborah Messing and uh, Dermot Mulrooney from my best friend's wedding. Yeah. Super underrated. Is Julia Roberts kind of the uh, unofficial queen of the rom-com? I mean, she definitely was for a while. I mean, for a while, it really passed. Early 2000s, it kind of got passed to Katherine Heigl, who really... I mean, got into them at the peak of her career when she was coming off her Emmy win from Grey's Anatomy. She did 27 Dresses, which is fantastic. And then she started doing really terrible rom-coms. Life as we know it, uh, The Ugly Truth, which is just horrendous. And she almost tanked. She basically tanked her whole career with them. So I think it's a... It's a happy balance that you have to find in between, you know, fantastic, complex writing, which, of course, every movie aims for. But if you can't get there, you can't go too far down the list into kind of terrible, lazy writing. Okay, we started this discussion by you saying that the rom-com is about to be uh, resurrected. There's going to be a rebirth. Uh, Why do you feel as if the rom-com is ready for a comeback? Well, I think what's interesting is right now, because theaters have kind of let go of rom-coms, streaming services have picked them up. So we see Netflix coming out with a lot of original content that is a rom-com always be my maybe uh to all the boys i've loved before um set it up i believe it was called it might have been set it off i could be wrong um these are fantastic movies that come out on netflix and do huge numbers with the people watching at home they love them they watch them time and time again the star of to all the boys i've loved before noah centineo 20 year old kid had never been, he was from the Disney Channel, but had never been in kind of a big blockbuster movie. He is now a bona fide superstar who is going to be the next superhero. I forgot, Hulk? Not the Hulk. Mr. Hulk Fantastic? Mr. Hulk. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dr. Right. Hulk. I'm going to admit Mr. Hulk Fantastic is okay. not his official title, but he has made a jump from these streaming services um, rom-coms. He's turned out about four of them at this point. He has built enough of a fan base with teenage girls there. He's got like 15 million followers on Instagram. And now he gets to do this A-list jump into real movies where he is the leading man. And that is a testament to the power of these rom-coms. And Isn't how... that what McConaughey ended up doing? Because uh, he was really doing a lot of rom-coms yeah, there. he and, and Kate then... Hudson had a real thing going on for a while. 10 Things I Hate About You is one of the best romantic... Uh, sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. How to Lose days. a Guy sorry, in 10 Days, they, yeah. they merged in my brain. Um, how to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, that's one of the best romantic comedies to come out of the 2000s. Yeah. I mean, you can still watch that now, and it is still delightful. And I will say, you mentioned Always Be My Maybe. Yep. I hadn't seen a rom-com, rom-com in years, and we had to watch that because we had uh, one of the stars yep, on the Randall morning Park. show. Uh, and just a fantastic, fantastic movie. If you've yeah. not seen that yet on a Netflix, stream it tonight. You will not be funny. disappointed. Yes. Yeah. Vicki Sparks, never disappointment. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.